0: Well, we come to the third beatitude. We've looked
1: at several sermons already in the the Sermon on the Mount and about the Sermon on the Mount. But tonight we want to look at the for the meek, for they shall inherit the earth.
0: And in this beatitude, as we have previously noted, the beatitudes are unconnected. They are a flow of thought. And they help us to understand how to find true and lasting happiness. So they build one upon another. And you begin with the, and they are a logical sequence. And you begin with the poor in spirit. And remember we talked about the poor in spirit, that it's more than just being humbled. But it's it's actually having poverty of the inner person. And as we stand before God and we see his magnificence and we see his greatness, we see What a wonderful God we serve. Are we not humbled by that? Do we not feel poverty of spirit by that? I hope that we do. But then that leads us to mourn over our own sin. We see the greatness of God. We see his perfect character. We see the sinlessness of God. But then we look at self and we see ourselves and how, poor we are, and we mourn over our sin. And so it comes to then being meek. And meekness really is submission to the will of God. And I've seen definitions of meekness and the one that I always think about, although there are really several different characteristics and we'll look at some of those different things. But the characteristic that really stands out in my mind, at least, is the one that it submits to the will of another. Meekness submits to the will of another. Rather than looking at our own will and and trying to do our own will, we then are willing to submit to the will of somebody else. And in this case, because we see how great God is, we see how lowly we are, we then mourn over our sin, but then we submit to the will of God. we mourn over our sin so we're going to look at meekness in three ways or the blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth in three ways the first is we'll look at what meekness is and is not and we're actually going to begin with is not and then is and then we're going to look at some examples of meekness and finally conclude with the rewards of meekness latter part of the verse
1: So let's then begin with what meekness is, and it is not. And as I said, we're going to look at it is not. First, when it out, that pouring spirit in mourning is about qualities. It's not
0: about physical or normal characteristics. And many admire conquest, but the true Christian he admires and tries to be me. The world trusts in its own organizations, the world trusts in its own institution, the world trusts in its own military might. And I know us at our own country and we think we have the strongest country in the world. Well, other countries thought that in the past, and they fell. Look at the Roman Empire like that. They were great military strength and mights, but not so with Christians in such things as that. The true Christian trusts solely in God. The world's confidence is in
1: greatness. The world's is in power. The world's confident God. Now notice this application of Jesus. The Jews bring about a military power that would
0: bring about a materialistic kingdom, and yet Jesus said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And notice this also another application. I remember several years ago, and in the place where we were living, the largest church in the, the Metroplex area, and one of the ministers of that church wrote a series of articles that was bigger this better. Well, this bigger, better? Well, if we trust in the things of this world, bigger might be better, but it's not necessarily so. Now, Jesus said, blessed are the meek. Next, meekness is not indolence. Indolence is the inclination to laziness. And a person may
1: be too lazy to stand for himself to stand up right looking to the things of others
0: when in reality just too lazy to take a stand take a proper stand that's not meekness that's just being lazy. Then a third idea that meekness is not is being easygoing or easygoing. No doubt about it. But that, that doesn't mean they're meek. Because they are easygoing, they are likable people, they let others walk over
1: them, and they even let others take advantage of them. Again, this only has
0: goodness going and nice animals. Although, you know, just the other day, I was somewhere and I don't remember where, whether it was out walking or whatever it is. And this happens quite often where they'll say, somebody's walking a dog and they'll say, well, oh, he's not mean and the dog's ready to bite off my leg. Or they want to sniff me and, and I finally told one fellow, he said, and, it, and the dog did appear to be a nice dog and it wanted to be petted. And I said, sir, I just don't want to smell like a dog. Please get the dog away. You know, it's just that simple. Well, there are nice animals, no doubt about it. But does that make them meek? Well, of course not. Some people seem to
1: be
0: nice. In fact, uh, nice people that are syrupy nice. But again, we appreciate sincere nice people. We pos- appreciate sincere dispositions of niceness, but meekness is far greater than that. Next, meekness is not The spirit of compromise. You can have a meek spirit and never compromise. Never give in. Never back down. So it's more than just simply that spirit of compromise. Such a spirit is is made in statements like and portrayed in statements like peace at any cost. Is that really what we want? Peace at any price, any cost? No, I don't think so. A person who avoids conflict and disagreements is often regarded as meek. And I think about different ones and and I, I mean, it came up the other day, someone that said something about a couple that said they never fight. Well, I knew a couple of years ago and they're an older couple. And in fact, I preached his funeral. And they said they never fought. And I said, really? I said, you never have a disagreement? Well, yeah, we have a disagreement. Well, okay. I mean, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about a, you know, fist and cuffs. We're not talking about going to a boxing ring. You know, we're talking about, you know, settling differences. Well, you know, couples have those different things like that. But sometimes meekness is involved, and sometimes it's not. Well, meekness is also portrayed as weakness. It is portrayed sometimes
1: as a weak, helpless lamb. However, meekness is compatible with strength. Simply giving in
0: and and being weak. A person can be a great defender of the truth and still be meek. He might have to take a stand that's strong and that's mighty. But he can take that stand and still be meek. And meekness is not simply an outward manner. Often meekness is portrayed as stain the angry blow. However, meekness stems from the inner self and is an inward spirit. It is not just simply stain the angry blow. It is also staying in the angry spirit within. And so what is meekness? Well, it begins with an attitude about self. And again, notice the, the context. A person cannot be meek without first being humbled by the greatness of God and without, being, um, without mourning over sin. He sees how sinful he is and how weak he is in the presence of how great and mighty God is. He mourns over his sin, and then he's in of his sinful state, and then he is meek. Meek is void of pride. It's realizing that because of our sinfulness, we have nothing to which to boast or to which to flaunt. James said in James four and verse six, but he giveth grace or giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. And meekness is not demanding one's right. In Romans the fourteenth chapter, and you remember that in Romans fourteen Paul dealt with eating meats, sacrificed to idols, whether we should eat them or not. And then he went on to say in
1: verse 21 it is neither to eat and
0: whereby thy brother. Well, you know, when you look at that particular passage, then that simply reflects upon that person who is meek. He's willing to submit to another, even though he has every right to eat the meat himself every right and Paul noted that you know what's an idol it's nothing I mean they they call them gods but they're no God they're nothing and so what is meat sacrificed to idols they're nothing either and so we have the right to stand up but he then he said don't offend your brother don't allow that meat to offend others and I think about a fellow that I know a gospel preacher, and he got into a debate with another gospel preacher over whether we celebrate Christmas in the church building. And he just really stood on his ground and he would not give in. And I thought, and he kept using Romans 14, and I thought, you've missed the whole point of Romans 14. It's not standing up for your rights,
1: it's a And then weakness or not weakness, but meekness
0: continues with a proper attitude towards self. Now
1: I think there's a number number of ways that lowly. In Galatians chapter six and verse one ye which
0: are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness considering thyself lest thou also be tempted See, it's that attitude that we have we have to treat them with meekness we must be meek as we try to save that soul from falling into sin the meek does not have a spirit of retaliation but follows the spirit of the golden rule you remember Matthew 7 verse 12 Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Meekness carries with it the attitude of patience and long suffering, especially suffering for unjust reasons. Peter said in First Peter two verses twenty one and twenty three. He said, For even hereunto ye were uh, were ye called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow in his step. who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously.
1: Christ suffered. For ...unjust reason. He was perfect. But then meekness
0: also ultimately culminates in a proper attitude toward God. It is the attitude of God's will, not mine. And I believe that illustrates then the point that I was making, the description that I use that is submitting to the will of God. In John 6 and verse 38, Jesus said, For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him that sent me. It is the attitude of servitude toward God, that penetrating question that Jesus asked in Luke 6 and verse 46. And why call ye me Lord, Lord? and do not the things which I say. It is putting God first above all else and above others. And he heard them reasoning together and perceived that he had answered them well, talking about the Pharisees, and asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's through verse 31. And so it is. Meekness is that, attitude toward God that we're going to put his will above our own will now let's look at some examples of meekness the first one I chose is that of Abraham and this is found in Genesis chapter 13 and there was a dissension that arose between the herdsmen of Abraham and the herdsmen of Lot now you remember that Lot was Abraham's nephew and that Abraham, because his fa- Lot's father died, Abraham raised up Lot like a son. And Lot must have been almost like a son. And yet when that dissension came, Abraham went to Lot. Now you would have thought that Lot being the younger one would have went to Abraham, but that's not the case. Abraham went to Lot. And basically Abraham said, if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. And you know, when Abraham could have, I mean, Abraham was like a father to Lot. Abraham was the older of the two. Abraham could have said, I'm the older, I'm your father, I'm the one that could have got to choose which way to go. But that's not the attitude that Abraham had. Abraham was meek. And he allowed Lot to choose the direction. And sad to say, Lot made the poor choice of going to Sodom and Gomorrah. Of all the places Lot could have chose, he chose Sodom and Gomorrah. How sad. Another example is that of Moses. And in fact, in Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3, the Bible says, Now the man Moses was very meek, Above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Now that's how meek Moses was. And he was meek because he humbled himself and submitted to the will of God. Yeah, at the beginning, he made all kinds of excuses at the burning bush of why he couldn't lead Egypt or go back to Egypt and lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. But he ultimately submitted to the will of God. But also, think about this. He saw the wealth of of Egypt. And he saw what it meant to be the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And, And you think about the grandson of someone great and one of the greatest political leaders of that particular time. And you're the grandson of that particular leader. Now what would you have? Wanted the reproach of Christ. And to be with the people of God. That's meekness. And also we look at Ab- or Jeremiah. Now he spoke the truth. And it was like a fire shut up in his bones. But when you read the book of Jeremiah. And that's Jeremiah 20 and verse number 9. But when you read the book of Jeremiah, you know, he tried to quit. <clears throat> and God said, they won't listen, but you continue to preach. And I've always found that interesting. Jeremiah was sent to preach to a people that would not listen. And they did not listen. And when he tried to quit, and God told him, they won't listen, but you go ahead and preach, what did Jeremiah do? In meekness, he submitted to the will of another. In chapter 5 and verse number 31, the other prophets spoke falsely. They were tickling ears. They were telling people what they wanted to hear. And we go out into the world and sad to say, even of our own brethren, that's what we find oftentimes. But we must preach the truth. We we might not be eloquent at it. We might not be the best speakers there are, but we must preach the truth. And we're not going to have a good reputation among some brethren, but we must preach the truth. And that's the attitude that Jeremiah had. In meekness, he kept on preaching and teaching. Though discouraged, he would, would not quit. Another example, one from the New Testament, is that of Paul.
1: And I chose of the world, no doubt, but he also suffered at the hands of brethren.
0: In 2 Corinthians 4, verses 8 through through 10, there Paul wrote, not distress, we are prepared. We're always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be
1: manifest
0: in our body well to accomplish christ proclaimed mission for his followers for christians to evangelize the world paul in meekness traveled much of the known world in his day. and you know or getting into it we're talking about getting into cargo ships and all the hardships that would come upon you with that and then to To be shipwrecked and to continue on and not stop, never discouraged, and then to put in, to being put into prison. But, you know, I've always said I'm thankful that Paul was in prison because he probably would have never taken the time to write the epistles that he wrote if he had not. You know, it didn't stop the work. He just focused a little differently. That's all. He humbled himself and totally submitted himself to God. And Jesus, of course, is our supreme example. Can you hear the meekness of Jesus when he said, Come unto me, take my yoke upon you and learn. Me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest into your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Matthew
1: eleven twenty eight to thirty. In meekness, he was on and he looked out at the crowd round about him and he said, Give parted his garments
0: and cast lots. In Philippians chapter, him being in the form of God, thought it not a uh, robbery to be equal with God, but emptied himself and became a servant like you and I became a servant. And he submitted to the will of God even upon the cross. And each of these examples, each example submitted to the will of another. And so every single one of them is really illustrates that particular point well finally let's look at the rewards of meekness jesus said blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth now there are different things that different commentaries say about inheriting the earth and what it might mean and i wrote down three that i think that this could be a reference to and I don't think it's any one of these three, but a combination of all three of these. And so meekness, then, or uh, inheriting the earth, then, is first, the meek are satisfied and content with the things of this world. Now, a number of passages illustrate that. And Psalm 37 and verse 11 I believe it's probably what Jesus was quoting when He said this particular thing. He said, But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 10, there Paul wrote, As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor,
1: yet making many rich, as having nothing, and so, you
0: know, Paul had the attitude of being satisfied with the things of this world. We know they're temporary. We know that they're going to pass away. We're not, we know that they're going to be destroyed one day. And so we must be satisfied. And I believe that's what inheriting the earth probably has reference to. As often we sing, and as I've quoted before, this world is not
1: my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up. So, where are the blue? In Philippians, the fourth chapel, road, I that. Appearances, because of the we section, I had to take care of the church,
0: and the church
1: then
0: took care of him. And he wrote back, and he said, "Having received of a the thing from you, an odor of a sacrifice. You see, true wealth." and the enjoyment of earthly things belong to those who are meek and i point that other than those who spend their years
1: Spend their energy. <laughs> I, I remember in the changing character. we
0: long for the permanent and while the world selfishly pursues possessions but they are never satisfied we inherit the earth i'm reminded of a man that came to jesus he was having you remember what Jesus said in verse 15 but I think it's wise remember Jesus said take heed and beware of covetousness for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth another thought inheriting the earth is that all things ultimately
1: belong 21
0: and 40 in men
1: for all things are your Whether Paul or Paul, present or things to come, and Christ. So, all of this world belonged to us, control over them in some of the things, but they
0: ultimately belong not for the people of the world, but for His children we shall possess the earth. And a third thought that some have said that the meek will inherit the new earth. Now, new earth doesn't mean a renovated earth like the like different denominational groups talk about. And uh, it is interesting that you look at the word new, it's absolutely new. And actually, the word can be used with reference to fresh fruit.
1: Now, if it's a renovated new, then
0: can you imagine going to the supermarket and buying some renovated fresh fruit? Well that's not what I want. Kinda of reminds me of the ABC got already been chewed. That's what it meant. Well,
1: you know that That's not what we're looking for.
0: We're absolutely new in every way. Suffer, we shall if we deny him, he will also deny him in the new heavens and the new earth. In Romans chapter eight and verse seventeen, children, then heirs, heirs of we suffer with him that we may be glorified together also. There it is. That's what we're looking for. And that's the promise that Jesus gave. If we will humble ourselves, if we will mourn over our sin, if we will approach God with meekness to do and to submit to His will, then the pro- promise of the new new earth will be ours. Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, there's a question that we must ask, and the question is Are you meek? It's a question that every single one of us have to ask. Do you model yourself after the example of Jesus? Or the opposite is Are you self willed? Do you submit to the will of God? Or do you only submit to your own will? Remember, Jesus said, for whosoever exalteth
1: himself shall be a base, and he humbleth himself
0: shall be exalted, Luke 14. So we invite you to come, as together we stand and sing to encourage you.